Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stuby, and welcome back. I assume you are back. If you're not back, you didn't get the message. And if you just got here, you're not back, you're here. Welcome. Um, glad to have you tuned in here every Saturday afternoon, 1 until 3, and I hope I've become a regular part of your uh, Saturday afternoon activities. I started doing commercial radio in 1978, 78 A.D. <laughs> it's the way it feels sometimes, and uh, it was at 570 on the dial when it was WFAA AM, News Talk 570. And uh, they went out of that business, and and, uh, KLIF ended up here, and so did I. I also am on WBAP Sunday mornings from 8 until 10. That's a sister station, which is how I get away with mentioning that. And I'd love to have you join me tomorrow morning. And you know the best news of all of that is that Mike Bass follows me over there because he is a wonderful producer, and I'm lucky to have him both places. So if you call through uh, and, and, and go on the air with me, you're going to get Mike first and then then uh, you'll get me, and uh, so we're the team. It's just the two of us. That's pretty much it. So uh, as I empty a line, give me a call, 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. We go back to Kevin in Keller. He had another quick question, and this has to do with uh, a, uh, well, I'll let him tell you. Kevin, good afternoon again. How can I help? Well, good afternoon again, sir. Well, now we're also, in addition to the grass, we're redoing our front uh landscaping area and i'd like two hollies i've always liked the looks of hollies but i'm wanting something that i can control in about the six foot tall by two feet or maybe seven by three that i can keep shaped that looks like a holly and produces berries dwarf burford holly would be that dwarf burford holly would be perfect uh the the next up in size would be uh, needlepoint and it gets too big for that dwarf burford will take a little while to get there but you can buy them almost that size to start with the the six to seven feet will be the the slower to accomplish uh two to three feet won't take any time at all uh two feet is not practical for a plant six or seven feet tall that's too right. narrow uh, i i encourage you to give it three feet of room uh, but okay dwarf burford is beautiful i just bought some to use that way myself there's, there's not a problem with keeping it at that size? Because I don't want it to go any higher. I want it to won't go, it uh, Dwarf Burford will not go any higher than that. I have some that are 40 years old that are uh, probably, and they've never been uh, pruned at the top. I've been pruned a little bit on one side, and they are, um, uh, they are six and a half feet tall. Okay. If we keep them trimmed around the side, will that start to thin out the inside, or does it stay full looking? In 44 years, it has not hurt mine. Okay, I will take that as a possible suggestion then. I think it's a very, very plausible one. You betcha. It's Neil. Thank you, Kevin. Have a good day. All right, we'll come back and go to Tom in Oak Cliff, Bill and Ponder. I want to get this. We're going to actually start this hour out in a timely manner on time, Mike. Imagine that. Mark this one on the on the calendar as being Neil started an hour on time. If you're thinking about replacing your old window treatments with uh, something else that looks beautiful for a change, let me make a suggestion to you. That would be sunburst shutters. That's what we did. Our old window treatments had been very nice when they were new, but they had become very outdated and uh, a little bit on the shabby order. This was uh, 10 or 11 years ago. And I contacted sunburst shutters. They actually reached out to me and said, we'd like to consider doing ads in your program. I said, well, let me come take a look. And boy, when I took a look, it took about that long for me to say, I would love to have you as an advertiser. And I'd also kind of love to have you in our house. My wife said the same thing. And they came out, measured our windows, told us what it would cost. And I, I, I'm going to tell you this, and, and it may come across strangely. I hope not. I hope it sounds sincere. I hope it makes sense. I paid what you would pay. I did not ask for any sweetheart deals. They didn't offer any. I don't want them. I, I don't look for that from an advertiser. I don't want to say, hey, I have this wonderful product, and then know in my conscience that I didn't pay much for it. I paid the regular price for sunburst shutters. It was a, a bargain because they will last forever. They're made of polywood. 
It's uh, not a true wood. It's a man-made product that doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. You never have to paint them. You never have to do anything to them other than dust them. That's how easy it is. And they're so easy to operate. These are plantation-style shutters. Two and a half, three and a half, and four and a half inch louver size. You choose the one that looks best in your room. They'll help you. They bring samples to your home, hold them up in the windows for you, and then they'll help you if you need help. We chose the mid-size, three and a half inch size, because we already had some louvered doors, and uh, these uh, match the best. So they'll, they'll work with you. And the neat thing about sunburst shutters is that they are custom-made for each opening in your house. Each window gets its own specific shutter. And the reason for that is tape and bed work is not precise. Sunburst shutters are precise. They are fabulous. Give them a try. Take a look at the website, sunburstshutters.com. Then give them a call and talk to them about their Hollywood shutters from Sunburst Shutters. Also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. 214-343-2601. More slowly, 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com. Hi, I'm JJ from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable, localized help and those great Weber grill products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, JJ, very, very much. And let's go to uh, uh, Tom in Oak Cliff. Next call up, Tom. This is Neil. Good, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon to you, Neil. Good yes, to hear sir. from you. I have, a, I have a question for you. I've got a grassy area about 15 by 30 uh predominantly i say 50 percent at least uh bermuda and the rest of it is in johnson grass and uh, a pesky burr or grass burr really gets on everybody's nerves nice (laughs) at any rate i want to try to get rid of that uh johnson grass and the grass burrs and wanted to see if you had any suggestions all right uh first of all i'm going to state something, then we're going to make sure you have Johnson grass. Johnson grass will be eliminated by regular mowing. If you mow a lawn for one growing season, Johnson grass will disappear. It can't handle the low mowing. Um, Johnson grass, now I'll I'll describe Johnson grass, and then you tell me if this fits. Johnson grass is kind of a light to medium green color. Uh, It has very short kind of kind of runners that lay, that lay on top of the ground and big thick roots that you can see when you dig it up that are uh, reddish in color. Uh, when it blooms, its uh, flower heads are anywhere from 18 inches to uh, three feet, four feet high. Um, that's Johnson grass. There is another grass called Dallas grass that is the size of a dinner plate and deep dark green. And when it blooms, it blooms at 15 to 20 inches and it blooms within, uh, produces seed heads within uh, three or four days after it's mowed. Okay, I've got some Dallas grass in there as well. So I've got quite a combination. It's in an open area. Well, Dallas there grass is, is dealt with very differently than Johnson grass. I would tell you just to keep okay. mowing on Johnson grass. Dallas grass is a different, different situation. Okay. And, and so I have to know what you have to be able to give you a good answer. Okay. I'm sure it's Johnson grass. Uh, okay, well then just keep mowing. And yes. Just just keep mowing the Johnson grass for one season and fertilize your Bermuda and uh, and water and mow. If it's co- it's common Bermuda, it's just regular Bermuda grass. Nothing, not a special hybrid of any kind. No, it's not. Just okay, regular. just just mow it at an inch and a quarter to an inch and a half, which is fairly low by some people's standards, but. But if you let it get any taller, then the weeds will encroach. So mow it at an inch and a quarter to an inch and a half. Uh, fertilize it with an all-nitrogen fertilizer, a high-quality all-nitrogen, where half, well, not that much, but upwards of half of that nitrogen is slow release. A good uh, hardware store or good nursery will know what I'm talking about if you ask them for a, a high-quality uh, all-nitrogen fertilizer. I did ads for the Ace Hardware people last hour for, for one that they have on sale. Okay. 
And uh, you fertilize it, uh, Bermuda grass, you would fertilize four times a year, mid-April, mid-June, mid-August, mid, uh, or early October, I'd probably go early. And, um, and that will keep it growing actively. And then um, for the graspers, I, I lost track of what I was trying to tell you. For the graspers, okay. I would use a pre-emergent weed killer. The first week of March, well, let's see, yeah, your Oak Cliff, first week of March, and repeat it the first week of June. So somewhere between the 1st and 10th of March and the 1st and 10th of June, and you would be applying either Dimension or Halts or Baylan. And those will keep the grass burrs from germinating, the sticker burrs from, from germinating. All right. March and June. Yes, you need both of them because the growing season is so long. Those products are only good for about 100 days. I see. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You are welcome. Appreciate Appreciate you waiting on me. Thank you. Yes, sir. Let me go to Bill in Ponder, who has also been waiting a good while. Bill, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How can I help? My question is, I've got live oak trees lined up the driveway out here, and I cannot get the bagworms off of them. I had them last year as well. And, of course, you would think of the sub-freezing winter we had, they would be gone, but they're back this year. I've sprayed them. I've been to your Ace Hardware, and now I'm being told that it's too late in the year to spray them. So my question is, how do I resolve the problem and get rid of them? All right, and when you say bagworms, you're talking about the, the, the larvae that one per bag, and the bags are about the size of one of your fingers, a little smaller than maybe your pinky finger. Yes, sir. Yes, right. sir. They look almost like an upside-down Christmas tree. Yeah, um, that is, and I found this out about two or three years ago, and I wasn't aware of this. There are different species of bagworms that that prefer different species of trees. I just figured it was a, a misguided uh, a bagworm that that couldn't find a, a juniper, you know, a red cedar. Well, I, I, actually, I didn't know they would get on anything other than a cedar tree. Quite I often. didn't. I didn't either. And and so I was looking and I find that there are different species that will show up on different plants. And so anyway, to my point, uh, it probably is too late. They probably did you a good service by telling you that these things are active in, uh, well, you know, I'm talking about from the cedar trees. So let me, let me state that. And then let me back up and eat half my words on cedar trees. They are active in June and you have to spray while they're moving around and while they're active. Once they tie themselves to the to the twigs, then they are within that that uh, canvas bag that they make, and you can't uh, you can't get anything into them. They're done. They're they're secure and they're safe, and and that generation is protected. And and let me just say to everybody listening we're not talking about the webworms that you're seeing in pecan trees right now we're talking about bagworms that's that's how he described it to me just a moment ago he did perfectly okay back to back to your answer i don't know on the live oak one when it's active because i haven't seen enough of them that are at the level that you're talking about bill so but if they're if they're still moving then you can get control of them by spraying them with almost any insecticide uh, if you want to use organic insecticides, then Bacillus thuringiensis, Bt, will control them, or uh, spinosad. Uh, if you want to use malathion or seven or, or one of the other products, you could use that if they're moving. But if they're within the bags, then that same thing that I said applies. I just don't know when this one is active. I, I doubt if it's still active at this late date yeah i've been told i've been told oh the only way to do it just go out there and pull the bags off well i've been doing that but the problem is obviously the trees are 15 foot tall so you're not going to get the ones out right right i i think uh, probably that is the the fact and i wouldn't worry about pulling the bags off there always will be more bags I, i have never seen in in my career i have never seen a live oak that was was covered with them like you're describing you see it on on cedars frequently but i've never seen a live oak that that badly hit with it and so i've never given that suggestion to anybody well, i think well, they kill i think the what tree. i mean they will kill the tree eventually won't they not like a cedar tree no not not like they will a cedar because a live oak has the ability to put out uh, uh, new leaves and new growth that's that's uh that's a very different part of uh uh 
angiosperms of the higher plants. They they have the ability to put out new uh, branching and new leaves and new things, whereas a cedar tree, a cone-bearing plant, uh, once it's really set back, it's set back badly. Uh, this is not something you want to have happen, but what I would do right. is just, just not worry about climbing 15 feet up and trying to pluck these things off. I would just watch next year, and when you see them actively feeding, when the small ones are out there and you see small bags forming, then at that point, that's when you want to spray while they're still pulling the bags around on the tree. Just make it your goal next year to watch the tree every three or four days. And when you see the, okay. the bags forming and, and being moved around, then you spray. You have probably a two- or three-week window when they'll be actively feeding and forming the bags. And then after that, again, it'll be too late. But it should be easy to spray. If they're only 15 feet tall, you should be able to spray that. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been spraying them, but I'm not doing anything, apparently. So. Well, you're probably spraying too yeah. late. These probably were back there in June, and by the time you noticed them, they probably all already had sequestered themselves. And so, you know, it doesn't matter from that point on. You can spray them 100 times, and nothing's going to get into the bags. Penetrate. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Listen, I appreciate your suggestion. I'm glad you called. Good luck with it. That's a, that's a, an unusual question. I love doing this because you never know what you're going to hear. Have a good day. Thank you, Bill. All right, George and Mansfield, you're up next, folks. After that, I have blank lines, so I have two open lines for you. Love to hear from you. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. You know, you chapter two is that uh, calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. And I mention that because Chapter 2 is where you would find information on when to watch out for bagworms. It tells you right there in June, watch out for bagworms. They're going to be active in your trees at this time. And uh, that's what I'm talking about with this book, giving you that 48-page calendar of when to do things. People have told me, Neil, that's the best thing you ever did. That one chapter pays for the book. I think you'll find that to be the case. I hope so. Uh, chapter one is the basics of gardening in Texas. Everything you have to know about the soils, the climate, and uh, the hardiness zones, things like that. It applies to all the other chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, fruit and vegetables, and lawns. It's all uh, pertains to all of those. Now, the book is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. It is heavily illustrated with 840 of my photographs, 344 pages. There are 25, actually more than 25, multi-page charts. Take a look at the charts on annuals and perennials, how to choose the best perennials. It tells you how tall and how wide they grow, what colors they bloom in, uh, what months they're colorful in, and uh, their growth form whether they need sun or shade, what parts of the state they grow in, and uh, my rating of A, B, C, or D, and so forth all the way through. That's a big help if you're trying to plant a perennial garden or annual garden. Just a huge amount of information in this book. I guarantee your satisfaction or I will refund every penny. No request for a refund in the 67,000 copies of the first five printings that I've sold. I sign every copy as it sells. It's uh, thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage, and uh, I really would encourage you to get it. That's a small investment in your landscape and garden, and I think Chapter 2 will cover that within 6 or 12 months. I think you'll get your money back just from the savings of making good decisions. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, now in its fifth printing, and you can get one of those copies by calling my office or by going to my website. Only two ways you can get it, not in stores, not on Amazon. The office phone number, Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way by far is to order it right now from my website at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. Com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. 
They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. All right, thank you very much, Stuby, and they are a great bunch of people there at Whiskey Stone Open Monday through uh, Saturday. Get out today. Advanced found uh, it's the next break. Let me do Ace Hardware right now. You're, you're welcome, Mike. I gave him a sprained muscle there. Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks, and they are the ones who sponsored this entire program, both hours of this entire program. Good friends, and I hope if you're in an Ace Hardware, you'll let them know that you appreciate their sponsorship. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Miracle Grow Moisture Control Potting Mix, the two cubic foot bags for $13.99. Save an extra $2 with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $11.99. Now listen to this limit. This is not a small limit. Limit of 60 bags, six zero. Take a trailer with you. Take the pickup. Fill up. Beautify your potted flowers with miracle Grow Moisture Control Potting Mix. Their specially formulated mix will feed your plants for up to six months and protect against over- and under-watering. It absorbs up to 33% more water than basic potting soil so your soils can remain hydrated. Use it with indoor and outdoor container plants. It grows plants twice as big versus unfed plants. Ace stores, they're parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community. You're getting help from people you already know. When you go in the door, you're likely to meet somebody that you met at, at the school, uh, uh, maybe a concert or something, or the football game, and uh, or maybe it's somebody that you go to church with. Ace is the place with the helpful, helpful hardware folks. I'm Mark Suriai from Mr. C's Ace Hardware in Hearst. When you need reliable, localized help and great lawn and garden products, outdoor power equipment, or hardware for your home, come see us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. All right, Mark, thank you. A long time, 44-year friend of mine, Mark is. Let's go to George in Mansfield. George, this is Neil. Thanks for waiting. Hey, Neil. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. I uh, I follow your newsletter and your Facebook page as well, so uh, I try to keep up with all the treatments that you recommend. Thank but you. I have an area in my backyard that I moved into this house about seven years ago, and it was bare bare dirt. I uh, put some uh, Saint Augustine grass and uh, did fairly well. But over the last seven years, it's kind of uh, you know, it's been taken over by the take all root. And I spray it every spring, and uh, it, you know, kind of stops from, from spreading, but um, it keeps coming back. And now I'm at a point where I'm back to almost dirt, or I can see uh, the roots with very, very little uh, St. Augustine grass. Mm-hmm. My question for you is, should I just replace that grass, or do I need to treat the soil and uh, maybe put Bermuda or do something different? Um, it seems like uh, that St. Augustine grass is, is struggling in that area. Yeah, you know, I I feel your pain. I love St. Augustine. It's always been my turf grass of choice in Texas. All the, almost all of my life, I've lived in Texas, and it's always been what I've wanted. Uh, but it has uh, accumulated a lot of baggage. Uh, how much sunlight does this area get? It's it's fair, quite a bit of sunlight most of the day, but at the same time, it's kind of on the side of the house where it's uh, sloped, so a lot of uh, rainwater runs through there. 
right, I'm not so worried about the rainwater in, in that part of the discussion as I was the sun. I just need to make sure that it's yeah. in full sun or nearly full. Um, yeah, it's pretty much full sun. Okay. Uh, when you mentioned Bermuda, I just want to make sure you weren't going from bad to worse. Um, right. A lot of people have switched over to zoysia, but zoysia also gets take-all root rot, so you're not gaining anything just to have mentioned that to you. I, I want you to know that fact. Um, okay. If you are sure, Loctite sure, that it is take-all root rot, a lot of people blame uh, take-all root rot for their St. Augustine maladies when in reality it, it's other things that are probably more easily addressed than take-all root rot. That one seems to be the hocus-pocus disease. It, it shows up in the spring when the grass is brown anyway. Um, it keeps it from greening up properly, and, and then you begin to say, you know, I wonder if I have a problem, that kind of a, a process. Whereas with chinch bugs, you see them in the summer, suddenly the lawn looks terrible, and you go out and you see the chinch bugs with a gray leaf spot. You can see the gray spots on the leaves, and it shows up, and you... You realize, oh my, I know Neil said not to fertilize in the heat, and I did, and here's, you know, those you can identify more easily, but with all root rot, it's just kind of a thing. It's kind of like, uh, kind of like the flu or the, or COVID. You, you just wonder, have I touched the wrong thing? It's, it's, it's out there all around me. Um, I, so if you're sure that that's what it is, then switching over to Bermuda may be your better solution. I can't believe I just said that because I don't like Bermuda grass. I don't like the allergies I get with it. I don't like the way it invades my flower beds, but it is a, a very durable grass. It has some problems of its own, but, but it seems to be, um, and that's why more people grow it uh, than St. Augustine in North Texas. So it may what be do your you better recommend, What do you recommend that I do to the soil before I uh, put some Bermuda sod on there? Do I just uh, till it and get all, rid of all yeah, the... Yeah, you till it lightly. Unless unless there's been a lot of erosion and it's really uneven or something, you would till it maybe an inch or two down, rake it smooth, and then plant the Bermuda sod immediately and, and probably roll it lightly uh, to, to press the sod down uh, nice and tight with the soil. If you're going to do that, you need to do it pretty quickly now or wait until April to do it. Um, right, just because of the temperatures... Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's not going to die in the winter, but you just want to get it well-rooted so you don't have any erosion beneath it if you get a heavy rain sometime this fall or early in the spring. Um, if you were to go back with more St. Augustine, you mentioned something about uh, treating the soil. There's nothing you can put in the soil for take-all root rot, so okay. don't, don't, okay. don't think that you can do that, unfortunately. I wish there were. Man, I wish there were. Yeah, I just I didn't know if I could just put some topsoil and, and put more St. Augustine, or we're just better off just avoiding St. Augustine and just going with Bermuda and, and uh, eliminating that battle every, every year. What, what, uh, what did you use trying to fight the take-all root rot this, uh, the last uh, couple of years? It was the, the Scott's Disease X. Okay, that's the best thing going. So, Now, you yeah. know, having said that, uh, somebody has said that the, uh, the commercial product, uh, which is called Heritage, is a stronger formulation and might give better control. I don't think homeowners can buy that. But right. uh, a pathologist friend of mine made that comment, and, and whether that's true or not, I don't know. But most people who have used the uh, Disease X have had pretty good results with it, so I just leave that as, as a comment. And the other good yeah. thing about Disease X is it does control gray leaf spot and brown patch. We went right. a long time without any, any good fungicide to use on the lawn. Yeah, and, and I typically will will spray that or spread that out as well in the in the fall when uh, colder cooler temperature starts coming up and the uh, yeah. fungus starts coming out. So I, you I know what, George, the more, the more we talk about all these things, the more I'm saying, you know, George was pretty smart. He said, how about changing to Bermuda grass? Because <laughs> a yeah, lot of this discussion wouldn't be happening. I, I follow your newsletter, so I, I see your, your um, issues and, and recommendations. So yeah. I, I try to keep up with that as much as possible. And Thank that's you. kind of what... I just needed a confirmation from you to tell me, yes, it's okay to go to Bermuda. Well, it sounds like it in your case anyway. I don't know that I'm wholesale ready to make that recommendation to everybody. But, okay. you know, in case by case, and in your case, it sure sounds like it might be a good plan. Okay. Thank you for taking my call, Neil. You're Appreciate welcome. It. Thanks for making it. All right. Take care. 
All right, let me tell you about Advanced Foundation Repair. I started to a moment ago. I'll go ahead and do the job right. They are the uh, people who fixed our foundation. We had one part of our house that uh, was done separately later, and that part of the foundation just didn't uh, didn't work. And uh, that was a foundation designed by Neil and the builder. It was not designed by the architect that did the rest of the house. Guess how that failed. And Advanced Foundation Repair knew what to do, and they made our house whole once again. They are fabulous. They will come to your house and do a free home inspection. They will determine if there is a problem and where that problem exists and the quantity of, of that problem. I guess quantity is the right term, and what it would take to fix it, what it would cost to fix it. They'll tell you that right then and there in writing, and uh, they put no pressure on you to sign anything then or or such and such goes away. It's not that kind of a company. They just give you an honest uh, appraisal of what it would cost to fix it, and if you choose to take that, then they'll get right on the job, and they'll do it quickly and carefully, and you will have a foundation that will be good for the lifetime of the home. Transferable owner to owner to owner, and backed by cash in the Texas Foundation Warranty Trust. You'll get a warranty with their work. They were the first to do so many of these different things. As I've always said, they have earned the right to call themselves Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003 on the web foundationrepairs.com, plural, foundationrepairs.com, Advanced Foundation Repair, 214 214- Three 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 zero 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 three. When you wake up, the crisis at the border. When you work, reopening our economy. When you drive home, this escalation of violence. What's happening right now? All day, update your day at the top and bottom of each hour. Keep myself as updated as possible on real news and information. Five seventy KLIF KLIF dot com. I have an important message for you from Baylor Scott and White Health. You know I'm here to offer helpful advice on how to keep your landscape and garden healthy and thriving. Well, the same is true for us humans. With the MyBSW Health app from Baylor Scott & White Health, I can manage my health care my way. I can keep myself in tip-top shape. I can, I can schedule my appointments, get test results, message my doctors, even handle care for others in my family, all on my schedule and from wherever I am. Uh, you, I suggest you get this uh, this app on your phone, and uh, then you can do the very same thing. Just text the word BETTER to 88408, 88408. Text the word BETTER, and you can download it on your iPhone or Android device. That's BETTER to 88408. Uh, you can thank the folks at Baylor Scott and White Health. GetBetterTexas.com. We are big believers in Baylor Scott and White Health. Text BETTER to 88408. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. So again, we're looking for shrubs that will do well in the shade. Akuba fits that bill perfectly. If shade is quite heavy, this is one of the finest. In fact, Akubas will not tolerate any direct sunlight at all. They'll turn black. Gold dust Akuba is the most popular, growing to four or five feet tall and almost that wide. Cleara, 15 coats of paste wax. That's what you need to think about with this plant. It's glossy dark green. It's just beautiful. Cleara's can tolerate a good bit of sun, but they're equally at home in the shade. You need to make sure that the soil drains well and that it has a lot of organic matter in it. Don't plant them in white rocky soil. Cleara's are beautiful. I would not plant them in large groupings because they seem to vary from one plant to another. Leatherleaf Mahoney is one of my favorites as well. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. I hope you will join me on, uh, in eGardens. We'd love to have you there. Callaway's Nursery. A lush green lawn free of weeds can be yours with a little help from your friends at Callaway's Nursery. They want to remind you that this is the important time to protect your lawn from weeds to ensure a flawless lawn next spring. Go to your neighborhood Callaway's to pick up Bonide Weed Beater Complete in convenient 10-pound bags. Regular price is $34.99. It's on sale for $29.88. Bonide Weed Beater Complete. Uh, it is a, a great product that's easy to apply 
on sale, the perfect combination. A fantastic product that controls weeds you can see and stops weeds that you can't see. And it works on broadleaf and grassy varieties. You can always count on Callaway's to bring you the very best in lawn care. Everything backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Have questions? Just ask any of their Texas certified nursery professionals for advice on improving your lawn for each season of the year. Love plants, helping people, spending time outdoors? Become part of this great Texas-grown team. Callaway's is now hiring at all of their locations. Apply when you visit any of their breezy, open-air stores in the DFW area. I am so excited to tell you about that opportunity. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery when you order online at Callaway's.com. They're open seven days a week from 9 until 6. That's Callaway's Nursery. Their life lived beautifully. Callaways.com. At the top in 30 minutes past the hour, we get to the bottom. Here's the bottom line of today's top stories. Excessive heat. Russian border wall. Our economy. Families are paying more for top of mind awareness. Real news and information. 570-KLIF-KLIF.com. September is peak migration month for nectar-feeding birds like hummingbirds and orioles. Fill your feeders with one part white table sugar to four parts of water to best attract these birds. Remember to change out the nectar twice weekly to keep them coming. Don't have a feeder? No problem. Your local Wild Birds Unlimited stores have an amazing selection of easy-to-clean feeders and nectar. Need some free advice on attracting birds to your landscape? There's all kinds of great information anytime from your local Wild Birds Unlimited in McKinney or the two locations in Dallas or at WBU.com slash DFW. I hope you'll get in the habit of going to Wild Birds Unlimited. They are fun places to shop. The Dallas Store, 5715 West Lover's Lane, right next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. It's about half a block west of the Dallas North Tollway. In uh, East Dallas, 6333 East Mockingbird Lane, northwest corner of Abrams. They've been there for a long, long time. And the McKinney Store, it's a relatively new store, about four years old. 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway, and two doors down from the Tom Thumb Store. Those are the Wild Birds Unlimited stores that join together to sponsor my broadcasts. Their knowledgeable staff will be there to help you get your backyard ready. Wild Birds Unlimited, we bring people and nature together. Let them know you heard about them here on the air. Those are my friends at Wild Birds Unlimited. I'm Dan Meyer from Salina Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help with bug control for your home, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Dan, very, very much. A lovely store and a gracious host. Let me go to Matt in Grand Prairie now. Matt, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hi, Neil. Hi there. How can I help you? Okay. I wanted to make sure you could hear me. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, by the way, my wife and I absolutely love that book of yours, so we thank won't you. be actually asking for a refund. All right. Thank you. <laughs> well, my question is, uh, Neil, I, I, had, I had a beautiful, thick lawn of uh, St. Augustine uh, until recently, and we had some plumbing and irrigation work done at the house. And unfortunately, there's a lot of areas that got compromised. Grass had to be taken up. So I've got some, a few large patches. Now, I know in the spring, I'm going to go back in and put some more St. Augustine down. But until then, I've got some patches of just plain old dirt. And my concern is I just don't want it to erode away, away during the the fall and the winter, is is there anything in your recommendation that I could sow or lay down to just, just minimize that erosion and maybe have a little bit of green pop up in my yard? All right. And when you say patches of, uh, of soil, how wide are they? First of all, where did these come from? Did they come from trenching or did they come from a hole dug or what happened? Well, there was some trenching that was done. They had to run some... Um, some lines from the house to city sewer. And this was a couple of different places. We had all of our pipes under our house replaced. And in that process, we had a big mound of dirt 
sitting in the yard too. So I've got about a a, a ten by ten and about a eight by eight area that are done. They're gone and dead, and it's just dirt now. All right, I would I would put all the soil back in the trenches because obviously. If you don't, you're going to have a you're going to have a dip there as it compacts. Mm-hmm. You need to get all of that soil back in now, not in the spring. You can't get it back in the spring. Right. It's going to be hard to lift it. So get it back oh, in the okay. trench. Walk the trenches to compact it and get it, get them smooth now. It'll be much easier now than it will in the spring. Um, that's going to leave you then with the same bare areas, ten by ten, eight by eight, uh, plus the bare trenches. Uh, at that point, I would probably scuff all of the bare soil just lightly, maybe half an inch down, and I'd be tempted to overseed your lawn with ryegrass for the winter and and uh, just let it cover everything, um, St. Augustine and the, the the bare spaces, and that would give it a uniform look. Uh, if you wanted instead to get St. Augustine sod and get it planted as soon as you can and take the chance that it will survive the the winter, as I mentioned earlier to the caller, uh, we don't know what the winter is going to be, so you don't know if it's going to survive. But that's not very much sod to lose if you do have a, a cold winter. So that may be the better answer instead of uh, overseeding. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that helped me a lot. That All right. Did. Good deal. Well, thanks for the call. Thanks so much. Let me go to Mike in Rockwall. Mike, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Okay. Bought a house in May of 2021, and they put a crepe myrtle. It's a light pink. I don't, do not know what brand. Doesn't matter. It's been very healthy until a week ago, and the spider mites got on it. Well, I went out, and when I was a kid, my dad said, spray... Uh, you know, dishwashing soap and baking soda on it. No, right. Mike, let me let me slow you down long enough. I, I have my pastor lined up with a report on on hummingbirds. I want to get to him without running out of time. And it, what are you trying to accomplish? You trying to get rid of the problem that's out there? No, no the spider mites. But it's not spider these- mites. You're not going to get spider mites on crepe myrtles. They don't get on crepe myrtles. It it was aphids probably. Okay, aphid. Yeah. Very big difference. Is that what you're trying to eliminate, or, or what is your question no. of me? My question is, all the leaves have fallen off. Is it, do I need to dig it up and transplant No, 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 not at all. Uh, aphids will cause uh, crepe myrtles to lose their leaves early because they they coat them with honeydew, the, the sticky substance that gets all over uh, the leaves as the aphids are feeding. And those leaves will then fall prematurely. It happens uh, almost every year to some crepe myrtles. Not the same crepe myrtle every year, but it'll happen frequently. And they'll come back and be fine come spring. No, there's no reason to take them out. The way is the natchez. It didn't. They didn't get on the natchez. It it happens. That's the way it happens. It's exactly the way it happens. I appreciate. You betcha. You're going to be fine. Just sit tight till spring. It'll be fine. Thanks for the call, Mike, very, very much. Let me do a quick uh, uh, version of my book ad, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, uh, the go-to gardening reference. It covers all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas, lawns, landscapes, annuals, perennials, fruit, and vegetables. Chapter 2 is that 48-page calendar that tells you when to do all those things that we've talked about all afternoon, and I can get this in your hands by midweek, mid to late week this coming week. I'll start signing tomorrow night and Monday. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You must go to my website to order it. You can call my office, but it'll be quicker if you order it from the website, neilsperry.com. It's only $36.95 plus tax and postage. It's in its fifth printing. A lot of people have the book now. A lot of them are buying their second or third copies to give as gifts. I'd love to sell one to you. And uh, the two ways you can buy it, neilsperry.com or call my office Monday through Friday business hours, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. The better way is at neilsperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. 
For more than 20 years, I've told you about advanced foundation repair leaders in the foundation repair industry. They hold the patents. They led the way. First with a warranty that's transferable owner to owner for the lifetime of the house. Don't let expanding and contracting clay soils tear up your foundation and ruin your house. Call for their free home inspection. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. It's foundationrepairs.com. All right. Thank you, sir. And they are great foundation repair people. Homegrown goodness. That's what Mueller is all about. They've been producing quality steel buildings and metal roofing right here in Texas. And that's for 90 years they've been doing that. The uh, uh, greenhouse production is much more recent. Their easy-to-assemble, bolt-together greenhouses come in five sizes, from 6x9 to 12x21. You want the bigger types, because the bigger the greenhouse, the more fun you can have. They feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With a hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get a great greenhouse from a Texas-grown company. Visit them online at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. MuellerInc.com, Mueller Greenhouses. I'm Scott from Lakewood Ace Hardware in Dallas. When you need reliable, localized help for those gardening products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Scott, very, very much. And right now, I am proud to uh, be joined by my pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett of the First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. And Melissa, Tommy, how are you? God bless you, Neil, on this 9-11 day. Yes, isn't that the truth? And our grandson, Alex, was born... 20 years ago tomorrow, and as I mentioned to my listeners as I signed on, normally you buy a newspaper for your grandchildren the day that they're born. I didn't buy one that day. It was yeah. just not one I wanted to save. I really oh wasn't. My. Oh, yeah. my. It was yes. not, not a happy day. Um, so I just turned my phone off. I've had it on for the last two hours while I was broadcasting, and I shut down the Oregon Ducks and my Ohio State Buckeyes. Ducks are up by seven points, Tommy, because we're going to talk about hummingbirds, and I don't want to see any more about the ducks. <laughs> Two minutes left in that game, and my Buckeyes are not doing well. So, I was, I was, cheer me up, Tommy. Yes, sir. Let's talk hummingbirds. Let's yeah, just, there's please. nothing that make you smile like watching hummingbirds, Neil. We had... <laughs> We had five. I was sitting there eating my lunch by myself the other day. Lynn was at some kind of meeting, and I wish she could have seen them because we had five. One and maybe two of them were bully birds. I don't know what happens when two bully birds get together at the hummingbird feeder, but it was just, it was like a swarm of bees out in our backyard with these things going around. Aren't they fun to watch? They are so fun to watch, and they are are working hard right now uh, to put on weight. They're, they're trying to double their body weight. They usually weigh about three grams. They're trying to bulk up to about six grams. What uh, is three grams? What does that translate to? I don't even know my, my <laughs> metrics. <aren't so> <laughs> it is it is very light. It is it is not much at all. I don't know my metrics either. I when those, when, the, when they land on the feeders, the feeders don't move. No, 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 <laughs> no. They are, they are mostly feathers is what yeah. they mostly are. And, and they've got to bulk up because they're about to fly across the Gulf of Mexico. And they will, they will lose down to about two and a half grams by the time they get there. They're, they're oh about to use up a lot gosh. of their body weight. So, so right now is a great time to put out your hummingbird feeders for these little friends. All right. And I know you've told us a couple of times this fall and, and late summer, the, the ratio, it's a very simple thing. And the one thing you don't put is any kind of food coloring. It's just nope. water and nope. sugar. What's the ratio? Mm-hmm. Four to one. Four parts water, one part sugar. And it doesn't have to be exact, just just close enough, and they'll, and they'll eat it up. I put it in the uh, the jar that I bought at Wild Birds, and I shake it up at night. I don't get hot water. I just shake it up, let, leave it sit overnight, and it'll all dissolve. 
and first thing in the morning I can go out there and, and uh, make sure there's nobody out there feeding on what, what's already in there, and, and I'll go get the feeder and clean it up and fill it, and within an hour somebody says, hey, thanks for the new stuff. That's exactly right. Yes, it's not as complicated as we make it. Just no. mix it up, put it out, change it regularly, clean up your feeders, and you will be able to watch these beautiful birds and, and uh, help a very small and fragile part of our creation. Isn't that something? A lot of other birds about to migrate through the area, too. You have told us before that we're a migratory pathway. Tell us about that. Right. So so the birds that are flying uh, uh, down from, from Canada and the northern states, they're making their way down through Mexico, across the Gulf of Mexico, and into Central and South America uh, to spend the winter. And we're right in the pathway. They, they come right through Texas. Um, and and then they will come back again uh, in March and April. Migration begins, and we'll see those birds coming back north. And it's a great time to see birds that you normally wouldn't see because they're passing through. So get your binoculars out and keep your eyes to the sky and, and see what you can see. It really is a great deal of fun, folks. And the monarch butterflies are doing the same thing as they head to that little, whatever it is, 10 or 20 or 30-acre tract in Mexico that was finally discovered. Tommy, I need to do something I didn't do a couple weeks ago. I need to let you talk about the church services at the First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney. Tell us what's going on. So we are gathered as a church, and we have services at 8, 9, 10, and 11. We have services on in, in two campuses, three venues. Uh, and also online, we have our worship services, uh, and you can find all of that information at sharingtheheart.org, but, sharing but we started up fall Bible studies. I've started my disciple Bible study. I have 60 students in disciple uh, this, this semester, and uh, so we're moving forward. Most of what we're offering right now is a combination of in-person and online, so whatever you're able to do, Come and join us at First United Methodist Church and help us to share the heart of Christ from the heart of McKinney. We took the Disciple Bible Study class two years ago, and there's nobody who can teach it any better than Tommy Brummett. We are so lucky to call you our pastor, Tommy. It's so fun. Thank you, Neil. God bless yeah. you. Listen, I ran into a fan, Miss Cindy, up on the square, said, be sure to tell Neil I said hi this afternoon. So that's got fabulous. fans up on, on the square of McKinney today. God bless well, you. Well, that's, that's fabulous. First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney, folks, at sharingtheheart.org. And then and then the Melissa Church opened about uh, almost, has it been a year almost, Tommy? Ten months, eight right. months? And a fun thing, Neil, a week from this Sunday on the 19th, we will be in Melissa, our bishop will be present, our district superintendent, and we will consecrate that church to God's service. It'll be a big, big day in How Melissa. We are so thankful. Yes. Thank you, my friend. Talk to you soon. God bless you, Neil. Thank you, Tommy Brummett. First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, Dr. Pastor Tommy Brummett. Folks, I'll be with you on WBAP tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Mike Bass and I both will be, in fact, from 10 to 8 to 10 tomorrow. Have a great week, and I'll be right back here 1 to 3 next Saturday. Happy gardening.